Welcome to today's 10 with Ben podcast about real estate in the new world. Wow, summer is winding down. It's hard to believe that it's almost over. Uh, Chicago public schools start school in the next four days. And lucky for us, there's still plenty to talk about in the real estate world. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to today's guest, Brian Dovolowski, a senior managing director at Bradford Allen, who also oversees asset management. Brian and I go way back, in fact, and I'm really excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show, Brian. It's great to be here, Ben. Um, you said that the, the, the summer's winding down and uh, with the Cubs pushing the playoffs and optimism with the Bears, I think it should be a fun rest of the, oh, the yeah. summer. Listen, I hope so. I'm going to the, the Cubs game tonight and I got Bears tickets uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I'm pretty excited about that. Anyhow, before we jump in and talk about what's keeping you busy these days, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about how you got into real estate and uh, just about yourself in general? Yep. So personally, um, I think I'm a lot like a lot of people out there who during the pandemic uh, kind of reshaped how their, their lifestyle uh, works. And for me, that meant um, spending more time out outdoors. So as a family, uh, we've traveled across the country. I've seen about 12 national parks in the last three years. Um, spent a lot of time. I've taken up cycling uh, outside. And it just means taking advantage of, of the outdoors in the Chicago area. I've got a daughter who just graduated from college. She's working just down the street, a few blocks away from us uh, nice. after a successful internship last year. And then in the fall, winter, and spring, spent a lot of time traveling the country. My son uh, runs track and cross country at the University of Illinois. And so we go and watch him run. Nice. Awesome. And so how, how'd you get into real estate? Like what, uh, what got you into this, uh, in, into this line of business? Yeah. So it was, um, I would say coincidence, but I've, I'm, I count myself very fortunate about the, the twists and turns that I've had in my career. So, uh, in college, I, uh, worked for a couple summers at real estate companies, to totally coincidental, did not plan that at all. Um, but it got me introduced to the industry. I got excited about real estate and uh, I hooked on with one of those companies uh, after graduation. So I worked in property management with um, a firm called U.S. Equities Realty, which uh, has since been acquired um, by CBRE, um, but I did property management for 10 years. And that included everything and anything. Um, I managed downtown office buildings. Um, I had a portfolio of North Michigan Avenue Class A retail. Um, I managed medical office buildings for what is now North Shore Health in Evanston, um, bank branches. So I really saw um, most asset types. No industrial at that point in time, but I, I saw most, most everything else. So to say you understand uh, real estate and the making of deals and kind of what goes on behind the scenes from a property management standpoint, that would be an understatement. I would say that I count myself fortunate that I have an operational background in, in addition to what I've built on the asset management side. So I have a, a deep appreciation for property management, even though I don't do that directly right now. Well, it seems like just yesterday that you and I actually were sitting at 200 South Michigan, where I was trying to lease up the building and you were on the ownership side and we were talking about deals. So I, this, for me, this is a lot of fun. And uh, what I'm really curious about is, so like, what do you, what's keeping you busy these days? Like, what, what do you do right now? So at Bradford Allen, I have a lot of fun on my day-to-day -day basis. Um, I lead a very talented um, team of people with an entrepreneurial spirit. 
um, and uh, I, I oversee our asset management team. That includes asset managers, um, a construction manager, in-house architect, um, our property management uh, group. So all facets of um, asset management and the real estate cycle. So just, just so I understand, you essentially oversee assets that are owned by the Bradford Allen Investment Group. Is that right? Absolutely. And um, they're doing a deal in a building. And so you're, you're helping oversee that and approve that. deal, And then the TI that goes into that and the construction. Yeah. And then after they're in, making sure that the tenants are paying the rent. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's one of the advantages of with working at Bradford Allen and specifically my role is that I see the entire process from beginning to end. And I see, have a team member in each of the stages of that, that deal processing. Cool. Nice. So it's a, a continuous handoff from one person to the, to the other. And it also means I'm a conduit to our ownership group yeah. as well. Cool. And what's, uh, what's your favorite part? I would say it's, it's that I bounce around. Yeah. That I'm never on one uh, job, one project, one lease deal at a time. So you're never bored. Never bored. <laughs> and I'm never working with just one person. So I, I uh, kind of migrate between groups touch a lot of internal departments cool. um, and I get to work in a, I would say a generalist way across the, the company. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's actually the fun thing about brokerage, you know, that I'm working on. It's like, it's different every day and you're touching different things and there's different requirements and you have to address all those. So similar, but different where I think that's why a lot of people get into real estate at, at, at the front end when they're thinking about it, because it's like, oh, like I'm going to be doing something different and I'm going to be working with all these different companies and it's just, it's kind of neat. I think when it really resonates for me is one, we have an intern in and they're being exposed to the business for the first time and they may come in thinking, I'm going to be doing one task or one job for an entire summer or yeah. one project, right? And when you have a successful intern, it's usually when you give them a broader uh, experience and yeah. they, they walk away saying, oh, I didn't know it was that. It's more than I, I thought it was. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about the market. You know, it's crazy, but we're still talking about coming out of COVID and, you know, we're here in 2023. It's been three and a half years. And I think that everyone has gotten to a point where they understand that, all right, this is a new market or a new world. And like, just what do you, how, how are you seeing and how are you feeling about it? Yeah. So in, in the suburbs where we have buildings and a lot of activity right now, I think we've noticed that, you know, the buildings that are underperforming have always underperformed. Yeah. So there's nothing really new there. What's new is that they're, they're, the conditions are even worse in, in those buildings. For the others... Absolutely. There, there's competition, but that's where, and I'm sure we'll get into it about being ready and, and being able to adapt really, really comes into play. As far as the suburbs versus Chicago, um, we've definitely seen our share of tenants looking to flee the city, uh, particularly LaSalle Street tenants, law, small law firms. We've seen Probably a dozen of those firms yeah. out in the last several months. And so most, most of the buildings that you oversee are up in the northern suburbs? Uh, northern and western, but okay. yeah. And would you say that they've gone north and west or just? 
certainly more to the north, but we've seen it also come up in the west as well. Okay. And what proximity are, to, to home, not needing to commute. Sure. Um, sure. Are key factors. And one of the things that I think we keep reading about is this idea of distressed properties right now and, you know, um, mortgages, the rates have gone up and lending and loaning money for office space. Like that's a whole new dynamic. And I say new, I mean, it's been here now for a little while, mm -hmm. but how, how do you navigate that? I mean, I'm, you know, the buildings that, that you work on, I think are healthy, presumably. They are. And, and I think that's, uh, that's a differentiator when you have buildings like that, because you're open for business. Yep. Um, you have the capital to, to fund deals. Yep. Um, and it's important to make sure the, the market and tenants know that. So yeah, do you like do you tell your brokers like let everybody know you know we're open for business? Absolutely, it's yeah. something we we reinforce uh, almost daily. Yeah, because I mean sometimes I'll tell you like bro, you know brokers don't even know like it's really hard sometimes to figure mm -hmm. it out because we're reading about every day about oh this building now and this building now and sometimes you're going in you're like you really want to know I mean from a brokerage standpoint you want to make sure that you know the TIs are going to be able to fund mm -hmm. it. Um, obviously the commissions are paid, all these things. And sometimes there's, a, there's some unknown. And so I've told people that I work with, uh, that are representing buildings. I said, you should like put flyers together, send it out mm -hmm. because that's really what's most important to us is that we're putting our tenants into buildings that they're going to have good experiences. And if they're going in day one and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, oops, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we're bankrupt and we're having trouble. Like, that's not going to work. It's definitely something that uh, real estate firms should be proactive about in getting that that message out. I've I've worked with others who uh, do the same thing, and you only need one deal at one of your buildings where you can't fund capital to really stigmatize right. it from from the community. Then, yeah, then you're done. Well, I guess kind of along those lines, concession packages these days are insane. Yeah, between the TIs and the abatement, and obviously we're pushing on the rent. I mean, how you know from an ownership standpoint and where you're sitting, how do you digest that? And like, how do you work through that? Or just it's kind of, but yet, yeah. it's hard. And I would say, <laughs> I say first, Ben, stop, stop doing that on the tenant rep side. Stop <laughs> pushing right, yeah. those, those higher concessions, but you adapt, and there are some things that are controllable and some things that you, you can't control. Yeah. We have in-house architect. So we uh, try to manage the scope going in of the work. We do a lot of turnkey deals ourselves. So again, yep. we're controlling the cost where uh, we can. Tenants seem to like that as well. It takes away headaches for, for them. And certainly we found and my team has found that they've had to be become, you know, as as much of an expert as they can on the furniture industry and the sure. secondhand, the the, the uh, slightly used or the secondhand market for for furniture, that is now you know a, a part of the the turnkey package. It seems like that is now a, an expectation. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think the big thing is, which even though that's part of the expectation, the bigger thing is that whatever is easiest, mm -hmm. right? It used to be that you go in, you're like, oh, I can build this. I'll have it furnished. No problem. I've got this 12 month runway. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, what I'm finding, I'm sure you're seeing it too, is that 
people are looking at space that they want to get into like mm-hmm. in a month to even yesterday. And if it's not furnished, forget about even a furniture allowance. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, I'm only looking at spaces that are ready to go. So spec suites, I imagine that you've built a few. We've um, built a few and we've had to adapt on the go too. spaces that maybe hadn't been built out yet. Yeah. And pre-leased spec spaces, which is back from our 200 South Michigan days, were we ran into that all the time. Yeah. The, the moment we announced we were doing spec spaces, we would lease them up, right? And so, but we've had to adapt in other situations where maybe that space isn't yet ready, that spec space that the tenant wants to move into, and we've had to find swing space. Sure. And then, not just swing space, furnished yeah, <laughs> swing space, right. right? And so... Yeah, it's all about being able to adapt on the fly, being nimble, and having the team in place that can execute every step sure. of the way. So here's kind of a difficult question, but you know, if you had a crystal ball and you said, all right, the next 18 months, is it going to be the same, better, worse? You know, where do you think the market, and when I say worse, I don't mean, I just mean in general, mm-hmm. like is going to be higher concession packages? Are we going to see more of the distressed properties? Like, where do you think the market's going to go? And maybe 18 months two years, the next two years, you know, what, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. I like 18 months, yeah. uh, <laughs> partly because I am hopeful that going into an election year, something has to, to change for yeah. the, the, the better. I'm, I'm assuming there's motivations to get things moving again. And I'm not sure if that's the right amount of time, but there needs to be a time period that, that all these distress assets work themselves out. So I don't know if that's 12 months or 18 months, but I think things will be better in 18 months just because of the, the election cycle. Sure. Sure. I, I have a, I have actually one other question uh, in the buildings that you uh, oversee. How do you feel like the occupancy is right now? I know the lease rates, mm-hmm. but in terms of actually people coming in. Yeah. So um, occupancy in our Chicago suburban portfolio is, is strong, but I, I think we've been successful with that because, and it may seem obvious, right? But we spend a lot of time talking about the things that you just asked about. Knowing who our tenants are, mm-hmm. knowing what their business is like today versus before. Mm-hmm. And then confirming that, putting eyes on, on spaces, seeing bodies in, in, in offices, monitoring parking lots and parking yeah. garages and actually confirming yeah. you know, people at the building each day looking at cafe sales, looking at amenity use through badge, mm-hmm. uh, anything that you can get collect data points sure. on helps. And then I would say that, you know, our success in the suburbs has materially been, been impacted by knowing that and right-sizing tenants to, to the space they need, and in a lot of cases, adding term onto the, those deals. So getting, yeah. getting them further embedded in the, the building, but putting them in a better financial spot. Sure. Sure. I would think that uh, one of the big reasons that tenants come to your buildings is just the hands-on approach that you've said. I mean, all the different people that, that work with you and the ownership where it's like, you know, you go to some of the buildings, it was very institutional owners mm-hmm. and it's just very different. Yeah. Uh, and I, I imagine they come in, you know, you're there, you know, the construction manager's there, everyone's there. It's like, all right, what can we do to make this work? And I think that the, even that I said, it, it has to be easiest, mm-hmm. you know, but that makes a big difference too. Like they, people want to go into buildings, places that they, they feel 
<laughs> if you'll want it. Yeah, it's it starts with uh, the tours that that our brokers conduct. It goes. It speaks to the uh, how easy it is to how how easy and how quick it is to get a lease document out to them. Negotiate that lease document. Not get bogged down in too many of the details. Just keep on moving the 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 ball forward on, on the deals. Yeah, great. Well, Brian, this has been great. I really appreciate your time here today and for you joining the show. Good luck with uh, leasing the buildings. Thank you. And maybe we can do this in a year and we can uh, check in and yeah, again can, on the right. state of the, the market. Exactly. No, that sounds good. Uh, well, that does it for us today. Thanks again for listening to this week's 10 with Ben. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach me at 773-562-5263 or by email at B-A-Z-U-L-A-Y at BradfordAllen.com. B-R-A-D-F-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N dot com. Uh, Until next time, stay safe.